Smoke that intro, man. <laughs> I don't think you can do that twice. Look, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where you find amazing people that did amazing stuff. And dope things, dope things. Dope things, man. And we have none other than uh, the GOAT himself, the guru. Our modern day, like, uh, what are those people back in the day that like built the entire industry? Did you see the-, the Yeah, uh, Napoleon. Oh, oh, you're talking about the, the, uh, the, the guys that built America. The ones that built America. Oh yeah, dude. That's, that's what, you. Dude, that's you. I told you I could do better. Oh my God, bro. That, that was way better. Cause those are the freaking Rockefellers and the Morgans yes, and the, the Carnegies. And those yeah. guys were, the, the Vanderbilts. These guys were freaking. And back then it was war. It was like, yo, I gotta be better than this guy. Is that your mentality? No, I'm just saying it's vicious. In terms of the industry, like, do you, do you, like when you see somebody in your space that's like winning at a high level, does that drive you? 1,000%. Like it inspires me so much. Y younger in my life, it was very much a competitive thing. Like I wanted to drag them down to get up. And mm. today I know that that doesn't, that, that doesn't work. It's a waste of energy, time, and and resources, so um, you you know the, it, it pulls me up now. And mm. in in the past, I used to be, I used to want to drag them down mm. and see how they were doing it wrong. Yeah. And and I and I learned, man, you can't hate up. Where did where hating did you, up is like that's not a good that's not a good where strategy. Did, where did you develop that mindset that you wanted to take people down? Because I, I think every action is coming from, coming from somewhere. Where did you develop that? Uh, yeah, you know, I've been, a, I've probably been an angry young man most of my life. And, and I grew up without a dad. My dad died when I was 10. Mm. I'm writing a book right now about mentoring where I want to mentor people. And mm. when I lost my dad at 10, dude, I was so pissed off. And I remember mowing the lawn. I was mow, I like, I know exactly where I was, what I was dressed in. I'm mowing the lawn thinking, okay, he's coming back. Like, like the humming of the machinery, cutting the grass, I could smell the grass, and I'm going, you know, I'm trying to keep my line straight, right? And <clears throat> I'm thinking, man, this is just a night, this is just a dream. He's coming back, he's gonna come back. And I, and I did that for, I probably did that for 12 months, mm. 15 months. And then when he didn't, when my dad, when it was real to me, like, oh no, he's not coming back. I kept waiting for an uncle to step in. I had three uncles, Uncle Jay, Uncle Vincent, and Uncle, um, Uncle Paul. And none of them ever came to my rescue. And by the time I was 16, dude, I was so pissed off. I was so angry that I was like, you know what? I'm going to be so fucking successful one day mm. that I am going. I'm, first, I got to get successful because you can't help anybody until you are. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to be the uncle to other people um, because of the uncles that didn't come to my aid. Mm. And I said that one time and everybody started calling me Uncle G. And that's how that <laughs> Uncle G thing came up. Wow. You know what? Now it makes sense because I'm watching the um, Undercover Billionaire and the thing that really made you cry was, yo, I'm not going to be able to see my family. Like, I'm trying, my first goal is to get my family here. Yeah, yeah. Right? And like, I, I saw like the emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you like kind of, uh, 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 kind of that abandonment from- Well, yeah, totally. Time? Like my dad, my dad, you know, he was a great dad. Yeah. And, and- this is back in the 50s, right? So I grew up in 19, I was born in 1958. And he died in 1968. But this was back in a time when the, the, the man did the work mm -hmm. and mama stayed home. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
my dad went to work every day. I never saw my dad. Monday through Friday, I didn't see him. I didn't see him till like six o'clock in the afternoon. He'd come home, have his martini or whatever his drink was. And again, I'm only eight, nine years old. So I didn't really see my dad. And then at 10, boom, he's gone forever. Yeah. And so, and then the uncles never stepped in. I was raised by a single mother. This is why I, I relate so much to the black community. Yeah. Like 40% of my audience is, is African-American under the age of probably 30 years old. Like it's crazy. I'm 63 years old, white guy. And a, a majority of my audience just relates to me. The way I talk, it's very raw. It's very real. It's mm-hmm. not big words. I don't try to over-intellect people. Um, and so, yeah, you know, that, that the first thing I wanted was my kids because I've spent 30 years. I didn't have family till I was 51 because mm. I wasn't ready. Dude. Really? I was an immature playboy, irresponsible, you know, selfish running around, just getting my own, like my own needs met. And then one day I got sick of that and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to have family. So does it change like that? Look, I mean, I have some change for me. I mean, it was pain. The, the last three or four or five years, I, nobody's ever asked me this, by the way. This is a great interview. <laughs> uh, the last three or four or five years of my Playboy existence was miserable. Mm. It was terrible. Dude. It, was, it was lonely. It was empty. You know, and there wasn't enough that could fill it up. Kind of like an, a drug addiction, right? Mm. At, the end, at the end, you're like, shit, I hate this now. Mm. But I keep doing it. And, and the same thing for the, for the, you know, it wasn't about women. It was about me being empty mm-hmm. and me wanting family and me wanting to be, I wanted to become a mature somebody, yeah. you know? And, and so I didn't get married till I was 50, 50, didn't have kids till I was 51 Wow. because I knew I wasn't ready. Let me ask you through this process though, did you, was it like, were you like even saying to yourself, yo, this is something I desire, this is something that I desire, or was your mindset, yo, I don't even want family. I'm just going to keep Well, no, I knew home. two things. One, I did desire it, but number, number two is I was married to my business. Mm. I was not going to do this until I had money. Was that a good decision? 1000%. Or like if, would, if you yeah. had a relationship, you no, could accelerate it. No, 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 no. no. Explain that. Because I was the dream, I, and I believe this. I told my wife when I got with her, I said, look, I'll do anything for you except one thing. I will not give up on that dream. If I got to surrender my dream, I, I'd rather be alone. Because if I abandon my dream, I'll abandon you. I truly believe that. I see so many people, man, they give up their dream for the wife. They give up their dream for the husband. They give up their, and then, and then the wife and the husband get together and they have kids and then they give up their dream again because of the kids. And I said, the day we have kids, we cannot blame the kids for not going after our potential and our dreams. If we ever have kids when we were getting together and she wasn't ready to have kids, she wasn't even ready for me. Mm. And, and so I knew she was the right person for me. And I'm like, look, I'll give you anything. Monogamy. I'll never cheat on you. I'll never jack around on you. I'll, I'll take care of you. I'll, I'll provide you with a life that you can only dream of. This was 12 years ago. I mean, this is way before Grant really hit full Grant and, and which she's really, um, added to yeah, and made it sure. easier. But um, I said, look, if you, if you, if I got to be less than who I'm meant to be, to be with you. That's powerful. Can't give you that. That's strong. So I said, I got books in me. This was before I'd ever written a book. I said, I got books in me. I'm going to do the biggest events in the world. I'm going to do a TV show. Okay. I will, I will be known by millions, if not billions of people. Mm. And I will leave a legacy. And, and, and that, that has been with me before I ever met you. 
Amazing. And I'm not giving that up because if I give that up, I'll give you up. Is that something you can develop or is that like an eight? No, I think it's priorities. I think it's priorities. It's, I think it's, you know, watching my dad die and, and he did everything right. Everything. He worked hard, saved his money, paid his debts off, respected his name. He was respected in the community. He did everything right. And when he died, my mom had to, my mom had to start hustling and shuffling and scared. And she was, he did everything right and it didn't work. So when I saw that, when I saw my dad was, my mom was having to sell my dad's dream house a week after he died. I'm like, something's wrong with the game he's playing. So I've been challenging the game the whole time. Like, oh, my dad was taught, he was taught the wrong rules. Yeah. And he played by the rules and it still didn't get him out. It's the middle class mythology. Wow. You know, it's, it's the idea that I'm going to have just enough. So since then, I've been challenging, really looking at everything that masses of people believe in. Family first. You know, this thing, people throw that around all the time. I'm blessed. Everybody says they're blessed. Yeah, but you go prove it. Yeah. Go prove we're all blessed. Go prove it. So these are some things that I just like, like the dream thing. I'm like, is family first or was my dream first? Well, mm -hmm. in my case, my dream was before my family. Dang. This conversation makes you so human, Grant. Like, cause you're just monuments, right? But when uh, you get a chance to talk to you, like, especially on Clubhouse, it's like, I didn't know before Clubhouse, you know, you see the interviews. Yeah, you, you know, see it. Like, you, I look like yo, a dick on YouTube. You are, yo, you're the man right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, okay, I do got to ask you this question. So around the time where I think it was last year and I was watching the interview and the expl explanation really made me fall in love with you, Grant. So this it was the so time. This guy's so good, man. This guy, this no, guy. It was, it, it was, I was, I was, I was just blown away. So we see the the headlines. Grant fires everybody, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, in the in the interview, I mean, you you kind of did this video where you explained it. You was like, "Yo, we had to let go of a whole department." Yeah. And this was the most powerful part. Yeah. Because we know you're in real estate. You talked about your overhead, and you're like, "Who here had to take a pay cut?" And everybody raised their hand. You said, "Who didn't take a pay cut?" Nobody raised their hand. And I started to put myself in the shoes and I realized why you're way more successful than me, I'm be honest. Because you were willing to let some people go, yeah. cut people's paycheck to save the business that will save people later. When I don't know if I, I'm so connected to people, I probably can't see farther than yeah. I want to make people happy and I can't do what I got to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, being a boss, being a boss is tough. Most people are not cut out to be a boss. So when COVID hit, I got on a plane. I was in Pueblo shooting the show. I got on a plane. The country was getting shut down. The project got shut down. I got on my plane, flew back to Miami, had a meeting the same night with Jared Sherry, uh, the president and COO of the company. Uh, who else was there? Lena was there. And I'm like, guys, the world's getting ready to come to an end. Okay. How did you know that? You got some intel. Like, I'm like, some well, it didn't. It didn't. Like, I was wrong, by the way. I was wrong. I mean, it didn't come to an end. It closed down. Shit's coming to an end. Like, <laughs> sure. Shit's coming to an end. I said, we're going nuclear tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and uh, we're going to into the bunker. We're going to get in the bunker. I said, look, this whole this this thing that I built for the last thirty years is about to come to a freaking crashing halt. Well, I've been telling Jared that every day for twelve years. Hmm. Is it going to be this week? I've been waiting for this thing to happen for since 2008. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm always waiting. I'm waiting. I'm always waiting. Why? What makes you, like, why? Because I'm waiting. Because because if I'm waiting, if I'm ready, you know? I mean, I carry. I carry. I, you know, I don't go anyplace without carrying. I'm ready. Wow. You know? I carry where it's illegal. 
I said, shit. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be without a permit than be without a gun. Because <laughs> shit, shit, shit goes down. I want to be like, I was in Mandalay Bay when Mandalay Bay got hit. Mm. I was the only person carrying. Okay. And there was, there was 150 people got stuck in a room. Mandalay Bay, hundreds of people were shot. Like it was a terrible night. It was awful. Mm. And I was carrying in a casino. Man, I hate to put this on there. And Mandalay's never going to let me back, but <laughs> whatever. I don't care. There's other casinos. <laughs> so, so I'm in a room with 200 people stuck in a room. And, and it's all over Twitter. There's three terrorists in town. I mean, it, it was like it, the whole town was getting ready to come down. It was all misinformation. But there was one door in and there was shooter, a shooter in the, in the, in the hotel. And uh, we didn't know where he was. I just knew that there was one door and there was 200 people stuck in a room. And this one shooter, if this one shooter comes in this room, dude, he's going to shoot everybody. Mm. And not one person. I said, who in here is carrying? Nobody. Not one. And I was. Mm. And, and, and I knew that I could at least deter, yeah. you know, and so I could at least lay, lay, lay down enough fire. Now, you know, is, is it right to do that? I don't, I don't know. It's right to protect my family. That's oh, what it is. So, 100%. so that's, that's it. I'm, I am always like, cause of the losses, probably cause I lost my dad. I lost my brother at 20. Mm. I I've lost a lot of stuff and I, lo I lost people early. So I I know bad shit happens to good people. You know how to handle losses. And, and, and I'm preparing for losses all the time, which is a little bit negative. You know, it, it, it does take a little energy, you mm -hmm. know, to always be preparing. But so when, when, when uh, COVID happened and the country shut down, I flew in. I told, I told my guys, I'm like, hey, guys, I want to get rid of an entire department, 43 people. And they're like, you're overreacting. I said, good, sleep on it. We'll talk tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So that next morning I called them at 8 o'clock. I'm like, are you guys ready to let kill the department? No, we're not. I said, well, good. Kill the department. It's not your call. It's my call. Wow. I don't need your support on it. Eliminate the department. There was two reasons I did that. Number one, I needed, I needed our attention. By the way, it is the dream department of, my, of this company. I've tried to put this department together for seven years and failed. Mm. And I'm still going to do it. It's a big dream of mine. So I had to give up a dream of mine. Mm. Now, th this, is a, this is one of my principles of success. Dude, if you want to move, give up something. Give something up. Surrender something you love. Like I, 43 people did lose their job. Okay, it's mm -hmm. terrible. 40 million would lose their job in the next four months. My 43 were the first. Mm -hmm. I was probably the first person to let people go in America. Wow. So like, like you, you just got to boss up. So I wanted to get rid of a department that I loved and I wanted to give, send a message to everybody that worked here. Hey, dude, this is real. Yeah. Because without that elimination, everybody would be like, oh, yeah, there's a threat. No, these people knew. Everybody in this office knew. Shit, dude, this is getting real, real mm -hmm. fast. And so killed a department. 43 people lost their job. We did pay cuts across the board. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. All those people were made whole by the end of the year, and we had a record year. What do you mean by these people were made whole? Everybody was made whole. Every cut, were you made good? Yeah. Everybody that was cut... Was it, we ended up making whole, me, meaning they, we got them back to their compensation program in full. It cost no one anything, and we had a record year. I had a record year because we put all our energy and resources on the assets that were working and didn't have this new thing that we needed to give attention to, like a new baby. Like, you're going to have a new baby coming, bro, and it's going to be like, needs a lot of attention. Yeah. And this department was a new baby. Man, you know, I, just watching you talk about it, Help me like really break some things in myself. Like I can't, I I, I, I would have been so short-sighted to just like keep everybody on and yeah. the business tanks and I can't take care of all these people. Yeah, here. I just started throwing people off the ship. Just throw them <laughs> off, throw them off. Sorry, you got to go. Like, yeah. like, and you got to do it as fast as you possibly can. And it's hard, man. Like I didn't want to do that. Yeah. That's not something I wanted to do. It's something I had to do. In retrospect, I probably didn't need to do it because I didn't know the government was going to step in and just... Right. you know, throw money all over the place. Right. So, but that being said, I made a decision. I made a fast decision. It was an unpopular decision. I lived through it. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of heat online about it. Yeah. Like people hated me from people that people that said they were my friends came out of the woodwork, like boom, 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 all over the place. <laughs> okay. Grant Cardone. I knew he was a scumbag. Grant Cardone. I'm like, Oh wow. That guy wanted to do business with me last year. Oh, that guy wanted to speak on my stage, man. Shit, man. I found out a lot of shit about a lot of people. Well, how do you, how do you think about like this cancel culture, like the people who like are always slander? How do you protect? Because it really affects some people. Yeah. How you does mean, it affect you? You mean, you mean that they try to shut you down? Yeah. Ain't nobody shut me down, man. Seven billion people on this planet. Cancel me. <laughs> cancel me. You can't cancel me, man. Mm. Like, this is why I was willing to do this thing with Discovery. I was so confident mm. in Undercover Billionaire. They're like, look, man, can we drop you off in a town? This is the, the president of Discovery Channel. Can we drop you off in a town where you don't know anyone? You can't use your name. You have no money, no credit. Can't use your contacts. Can't call the bank. We're going to give you 90 days to build a million-dollar business. I said, make it $10 million. Make it a $10 million business, and I'll pay you $1 million if I can't do it. Literally, drop four bags. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll hold give on, you $1 hold million. On, dollars. Hold on, hold on. Nancy Daniels, she's sitting right across the table from me, big-ass conference table in Los Angeles. She's sitting right where you are. She's like, could you, could you do this? I said, make it $10 million. I'll build a $10 million business. I don't need the full 90 days. 
and I'll pay you one million in cash. Why? Reached why? in my duffel bag, pulled a duffel bag up on the table, and started putting out four bags. These are big bags of. You got pictures of them, Johnny? Show it to them. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars in each bag. I brought them with me. I said, "Here's two for you. Here's two more. There's a million dollars." And how many crew will there be? She's, she's uh, be, there'll be like twenty crew. I said, "I'll buy everybody a new car if I can't hit it." Why are you doing? Why? And she looked at why? me. This is what she did. That's what she did because I wanted her attention. She she reached over and she says, "You playing with me right now?" I said, "I don't play." I'm not playing. I don't need 90 days. Drop me off anywhere where they speak English and I'll build a $10 million business in 90 days. Now, why did I do that? Okay. So the reason I did it was to close the deal. But they called you. Yeah, so but I wasn't, wasn't closed close yet. We were doing an interview. Mm-hmm. So if they're interviewing me, they're interviewing somebody else too. Right. So the hook was set. I needed to bury it. I need to bury that thing so she couldn't spit it. Okay. So I'm closing the deal now. I've been wanting a TV show for 10 years, dude. And I knew I was like, I, I just got to close this deal now. So she looked at me. She says, are you, are, you, are you playing with me right now? I said, I ain't playing with you. I don't play. Drop me off anywhere. And she's like, you're going to be the best TV we've ever done. Oh, my God. And I knew I had the deal. Now, the other reason I did it was to put myself on a heater. Okay? Mean, meaning I, need to, I, want, I want to impose my own pressure on me. I don't want you to pressure me. Mm. I want... To impose my own pressure. Can you show it to him? See? We'll give you that clip so you can pop it in there, right? <laughs> What's going on right now? Yeah, that's from the bank. I brought it with me to, to the meeting. I'm like, look at this, man. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it's real, Unbelievable. right? Unbelievable. So, um, so I, I want to impose a lot of pressure on me. Uh, I was 25, 26 years old when I remember a manager in a, in a retail uh, business that I was working in gave me a quota. If you've ever been given a quota mm-hmm. by a manager, yeah. it's the last time anybody ever gave me a quota. I said, bro, you don't know my potential. Mm. I don't even know my potential. How could a manager know my potential? <laughs> I said, no one will ever give me a quota ever again in my lifetime. And that was 40 years ago. Which makes sense because I was just talking to Ann and I said, what did you learn from Grant? She said, have a target. Have a, always have a target. She said, you asked her like, what is your target? She's like, I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And she said she learned that from you. Then I asked yeah. her a target and she gave me her target. Yeah. If you don't have a target, you won't hit it. You'll miss every time. You got to have a target. And the bigger the target and the more public it is. So what I did with her was she gave me, she said it was a million dollars. I said, you don't give me targets. I give me targets. 10 million. <laughs> okay. Number two, I don't need the 90 days. So I compress myself. Number three, I make it public. I make it a big deal. Okay, because the more you make something public, uh, Muhammad Ali, I am the greatest. Then he had to throw down. Conor McGregor does the same thing. Like he promotes and then he's got to deliver. You overcommit and then you overdeliver. Don't undercommit. Get loud, overcommit. You know, overcommit, then overdeliver. Yeah, because if you're a good person and you overcommit, you'll actually overdeliver. If you're a good person, if you're an ethical person, you'll always overdeliver. Like, why would I undercommit to Johnny? Johnny, we got a good movie. We made a good movie. It's a great movie, but I'm going to tell him it's a good movie. So I shock him later with a great movie? Stupid. It's a great movie and then over-deliver on the great movie. Mm. Because otherwise I'm lying to him. Right? So, so the last thing I wanted to do was I wanted the penalty, if I didn't hit it, to be so severe on myself. Yeah. That I'm like, damn, I don't want to pay a million dollars. I don't want to give a million dollars worth of cars away to people I don't even like. <laughs> or 
I still don't like anybody to discovery, by the way. I can tell because the way you're like, like, you're like, guys, leave me alone right now, okay? We don't need to commit. We don't need the cameras in here. Yeah, leave yeah. me alone. No, no, no. I'm, over and over, I told him, get out of here. Right. <laughs> you know, I fought with Discovery the entire time, the, the whole ninety days mm. of uh, Undercover Billionaire. I fought with them. I'm talking. We had fist fights. There was four fist fights. There were at least three "fuck you, get out of my face" uh, moments. Two people were fired. Two people quit. It was because it was intense, bro. Because mm. like they're used to producing TV shows. I'm 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 not like you're here with me today. I can't be produced. We sit down and shit starts happening. Yeah. It, most of the time, it doesn't go the way everybody wanted it to in their minds, right? You just can't produce a guy like me because I'm a real guy. Yeah. I'm an animal. I'm a beast. You know, and so w- once I got to Pueblo, I go off to the car and whew, I'm going to Pueblo. Yeah. And it's three o'clock in the afternoon. They're like, slow down, man. Slow down. I said, dude, slow down. Shit. I'm on day 89 right now. Fucking tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. This is going to cost me 2 million if I slow down. You guys speed up. Well, I had 20 crew following me. And, and Discovery hired mm. me and Discovery hired them. We didn't interview each other. So they're used to setups, timing. Like when I came in here today, I'm like, come on, guys, let's go. We got to yeah. shoot. We got to go. Like I did that to 20 people who are not used to being pushed around like that. On day four of the shoot, I get a phone call. Hey, we have a call today at nine o'clock in the morning with Discovery. I'm like, no, I got an appointment this morning. That appointment's been canceled. We have to have a call with you. It's very important. The executives at Discovery need to talk to you. I'm like, okay, what, what's up? And they got me on the phone. They said it was a Skype call. And they said, look, if you, if you, don't, if you don't slow down, we're going to pull the plug. Day four. Day four. And I'm like, well, what do you mean if I don't slow down? I can't slow down. And they're like, look, we're shooting a TV show, okay? Like, <laughs> this is a TV show, okay? I'm like, it ain't a TV show to me. Right. I'm going to build a million-dollar business. I'm going to make it a $10 million business. I'm going to do it at night. This is before COVID, by the yeah. way. And I'm going to do this, and I'm going to get this goddamn thing shot and in the bag before some shit happens. I've told them that over and over. Shit happens, man. And if we just keep waiting the 90 days, if I just keep banging out like I got 90 days, Shit happens. I need to wrap this project up and get home. I want to get home to my kids, my wife, my family, my business, my employees, the people that love me. I don't want to be here in Pueblo. Pueblo's a shithole. Yeah. Okay? Like, I, I, this wasn't my choice. I fell in love with Pueblo before it was over, yeah. before it'd be over with. But at that point, I'm like, I want to go home. It's 15 degrees. I'm cold every night. I don't have anything to eat. My toilet doesn't work. I have no running water. I'm like, I want to get the hell out of here. Mm. 10 days into the deal, COVID shuts the project down. Right. So I was right. They were wrong because I wanted to go. And, and the problem is the crew, when you're, when you're dealing with cameras and batteries and lights and sound and unions, and they, they just move slower than I move, man. I'm a businessman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a freaking, I'm a real deal roller. And, and, I, and I'm a scrapper. I'm not, I'm not used to a big company taking, taking care of me or... You know, I don't have people bringing, I'm pro, I'm the only person in the company that doesn't have an assistant. <laughs> we, I've been through like six of them. So Annie, Annie's actually Sherry's assistant. And, and when I'm here, she helps me out sometimes. Really? Yeah. Because I just rolled so fast. You need somebody to keep, that's going to be hard to find somebody to yeah, keep up with. So, so the, and it was hard to have a crew roll with me. And so at day four, they're like, look, man, you got to slow down. You're putting people in danger. Uh, people are angry. Uh, they're exhausted at the end of the day. I'm like, get another crew. <laughs> Fucking, 
have the A crew and then have the B crew. They said, we already have an A, B crew. I said, good, to get an A, a B, a C, and a D. <laughs> dude, dude, if I'm going to build a $10 million business in 90 days, man, you think I can just do this during the daytime? Oh, my gosh. Like, I might have to do this at 9 o'clock at night or 1130 at night. Mm. So, okay, so how do you how do you start to nurture those relationships with the people that are around you? Do, like, at some point, do you take into consideration, okay, I Never. am a superhuman, okay? Like, you're, you're, you're like a superhero. Like, somebody that moves like that. So, I was actually... Um, no, but Spider-Man, Spider-Man, or Superman, or Batman, they don't slow down for the people, man. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. I'm going to lose my skills. Why would you do that? You know, I don't want to lo- give my superpower ups to fit in. Then I'm not a superhero anymore. Mm. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any like God given any more than anybody else. I've just developed my skills, my courage, man. My courage is like, you, you develop courage. Everybody's got it. but Most people don't de- build the muscle. We all got muscle and we all got bones, but some people develop it. Some people don't. And like courage, courage is to take action in, in, in the face of fear. And, and I've just learned how to do that. Is there something that you're afraid of, though? Oh, everything. Doesn't mean... If you're courageous, you had fear. Mm. If you do something and there was no fear, that's not courage. There has to be fear. Gotcha. If you do something and you're not afraid, it's not courage. There's no courage. You just did something. Shit, that was easy. Okay. For you to be courageous, there had to be fear before it. Yeah. Otherwise, there's, there's, you know, everything I did, the entire show, my whole life is fearful. I wake up every day fearful. I'm like, oh, I come into this interview. That's why today. you carry. Right? Well, I'm not carrying right now. <laughs> Maybe I should. It's be. not far, though. It's not far, far, but it's too far. <laughs> it's too far. It's too far. But. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. So, so, um, you know, yeah, yeah. So, like, you got to develop that skill, though, like a communication skill. You got to develop it. Sales skills, you got to develop it. Money skills, they have to be developed. 
So let me ask you, would you say, um, how would you develop? Would you develop in being the action first or would you develop your mindset No, first? I would develop the action first. I think the mindset thing's a little overplayed. Talk to me. La, 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 la. Think it, think it, think it, think it, think it, do that. Most of these fucking guys that think it never do it. Think and grow rich, okay? I, I don't know. I don't know what he had. I don't think he had any money by the time he was done. Maybe he thought too much. He didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I understand the concept, no, right? Sure. I understand the concept. And I understand the affirmations and mental and be positive and meditation. How about some action? You know, like, like I, you know, I have never thought something into existence without doing something. Mm. But I'm sure that sometimes you work something into existence. Well, I do, but, but yeah. like, you know, helicopter, you know, I still got to pay for it. <laughs> I mean, that thing, this thing right here. Okay. I'll tell you a story about this beast right here. Like I thought about flying private, mm -hmm. you know, but, but dude, I called, I called Gulfstream. It was hard to get one of these. I called Gulfstream two years ago and said, hey, uh, guys, I, it was December the 14th, something like that, December 12th or 13th or something. I said, guys, I need a Gulfstream 550. What do you have? And we don't have anything in inventory. I said, I need it before the end of the year because I wanted to write it off. My How tax. much is it? 60 million. 60 million. I said, I want to write it off. So they're like, we don't have any inventory. You, you, you can order a plane today. You, you won't get it for two years. Mm. So I said, look, look around, talk around. Let's go. Come on, Rick. I'm serious. Rick Pittner, Pittner's his name. I said, Rick, find me a jet. I need a jet before the end of the year. Nothing. So I went to Sherry. Sherry says, yeah, I know. It's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I got to have this right. This is my only tax write-off for the year. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to reduce my taxes, right? I'm trying to fuck the IRS. <laughs> and and, and I mean, let's just keep it real and raw. So, so, you know, I call Rick again. Rick, please find something. He's like, Grant, there's nothing, man. I wish I could help you. Okay, put an order in. And so I went to Sherry and I said, write them, a, wire them a check for the full amount. I've done this more than once, by the way. And she's like, what? Wire? Who is this guy? Wire the money. <laughs> wire the money. Okay, this is, I learned this from the dude that does billions. What's that, what's that guy, uh, the billions show? Um, the character's name? Yes. Uh, I, I saw the show like once or twice. You know, the redheaded dude, yeah. uh, Axelrod. Mm. Axelrod, that's his name. So it's called Fuck You Money. You know, why you have money, man? It's, it's a fuck you move. It's a big flex. We wired the money. I called Rick. I said, Rick, call your accounting office. I just sent something. Okay, I'll call you right back. He calls accounting. Accounting says, dude, we just got a big wire. <laughs> Rick calls him back. I found a plane. Money talks. Actions matter. You don't think things into existence. You got to do them. They're, they're just got to pop up. Okay. I mean, you know, both teams are praying to the same God. Mm. Please let us win tonight. Other team, please let same God's getting the same message. Only one team's going to win. So, like, like I, I never ask. I, I very much believe in God. I am very much. Uh, I I'm extremely spiritual. Spiritual person. You don't hear that because you hear the material, the raw, the, mm. and you hear me cussing and stuff. But but I, I know God doesn't care if I cuss. Like that's not going to be the issue. <laughs> I'm gonna get up there. He's like, hey man, you were dropping some bombs there, man. You were dropping, <laughs> you were dropping some FUs. Yeah, but hey, 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 big man, big man. Look how many people I help. You right, pass. <laughs> you know, so I can handle that objection because because he, he's tolerant. You know, yeah. and 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 he's all loving, right? So so or she is, and and and. And so that can't happen without the check. 
I can't just think I'm going to have a golf stream. I'm going to have a golf stream. I'm going to have a golf stream. It's never going to happen. Mm. Somebody's got to do the work. You have to have the money. You got to write the check. And the question is, can you get it? Second question, can you keep it? Were you always like this? That I'm going to bring you a million dollars. Forget well, no, challenge. dude, because I didn't have a million dollars. Well, in, in, in terms of but, like but, some. But, 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 but when I was like, when I was selling cars. Yeah. Okay. I'd bring the car to them before they asked for anything. Like, let me bring you a car. Uh, well, we're not in the market. Good, I'll bring you one anyway. You know, <laughs> the wim- the woman I'm married to, like, like I, I, I made that happen. She, hit, she didn't want anything to do with me. I was too short, had no tattoos and no criminal record. She was attracted to the bad boys. <laughs> She's like, oh no, you're a hot, you're 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 a businessman. I want. She wanted a musician. I didn't fit any of her criteria. And uh, so I made that happen. You know, I created that situation. I just stayed. I called her 26 times over 13 months and just kept, hey, hey, just thinking about you. Give me a call sometime. She never called me, never took it personal. I just kept kind of like, dang, dang. I'd show up where she was. You know, I dated her best friend, Erica. First of all, how do you not take that personal? Like, that's a personal take thing. What? That's not take business. What? Like, what? not calling you back. Like, you have to think, okay, she's, no, she doesn't like me. You don't she's take not. it personal. You, 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 can't, you can't take it personal. And then you dated her best friend. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an old Italian move. Was man. that a part? That was a part of the play? I slept with her friend just to make her feel safe. You... Her friend didn't upset me up with her. <laughs> <laughs> True story, dude. It's an old Italian trick. You don't know these tricks, man? I've never heard of that trick. Oh, yeah. When you go to Italy, I was going to Italy once. I learned from everybody, man. You give me one piece of information, I'm keeping it forever, and I'm going to use it one day. And the guy said, look, I was single when I went to Italy. He's like, look, when you're in Italy, if you meet somebody, Maria, mm-hmm. and Maria, you want Maria, and she's with two other girls, do not pay attention to Maria. Pay attention to her friends. Mm. And then buy her some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> So you got to add to your arsenal, man. And you got to believe whatever people give you, you got to believe that's the thing that's going to work. And so I take things like, I know, you know, we all know this, this, this saying money uh, talks and bullshit walks. So all I did was wire them the money. Just wire the money. I'll tell you another story. Just happened. This happened uh, three weeks or three and a half weeks ago when the show undercover billionaire was coming out two days before the show, and I always knew I was going to do this. I called Discovery and said, I want to run ads in the show. Three executives said, you can't do that. Their lawyer said, you cannot run an ad during the show. I wired $1 million to Discovery. Okay. I said, make sure Nancy Daniels sees the check. They called me back. We have figured out a way. To- <laughs> we have figured out a way. Okay. I made my million dollars back my million dollars back the first night the ad ran. Oh my gosh. And I still have 12 weeks ads. These are the things they don't teach you in school, dude. Commit first, figure the rest out later. Commit Commit first, first. okay? Commit first, figure the rest out later. Money is an illusion. Money is an illusion. There's so much money on this planet. There's more money on this planet than there are people. There's more money on this planet than there are planes. There's more money on this planet than phones. There's more money on this planet than cattle. There's no shortage. But there is a shortage of people committed to it. And there's a shortage of creativity and strategy. You know? I just realized how lazy I was, Grant. All- and I was talking to... I forgot. I, forgot I don't think you're lazy. I think you're confused. Okay, tell me. I think that when Coach people me. don't take action, they have too many... 
that you, you got too many data points coming in. Like, I don't think anybody's born lazy. When your baby's born here in the next, you know, in February, Mar March, no, March. March, March, no, March. March 12th. Mid-March. Yeah. 15th. Yeah. March 21st is my birthday. Oh, really? She's supposed to be doing the 23rd, but my wife thinks it's going to be mid -March. If she's born on the 21st, I'll put 10000 in her scholarship. <laughs> I'm like, yo, hold the baby. Okay. Hold, the hold up for that 10 k <laughs> So um, people are not born lazy. Lazy is a learned characteristic. It's we're, we're, we're actually made lazy. And, and, and because no baby's born lazy. If they're lazy, they're sick. Lazy is learned. I thought it's it learned, was innate. Like some people nah, just. Nah, bro. Ain't nobody lazy. Feels good. Dude. Wait till yeah. that baby's crying all the <laughs> You know, like baby's crazy. Okay. It's either eating or sleeping or freaking jacking around. So, so, you know, what happens is though, if he tells me to go left and you tell me to go right and you're in the backseat of the car, I'm not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. I, I move into, I'm, I become immobilized by too much data. doesn't mean I'm lazy. It doesn't mean I know how to drive. It means I'm confused. And when a person's confused, they don't ever do anything. And so when you feel like you're lazy, it's because you have Dave Ramsey telling you to save your money. And don't use debt. You got me saying, oh, don't load up on that debt, dog. You need to get a bunch of debt. And you got Tony Robbins over there telling you it's all about your emotional state. Pump it out. And you're like, fuck, I don't know what to do. Right. And then you got Gary Vaynerchuk saying money doesn't matter. And you're like, shit, Dave, do I listen to Dave? Do I listen to Grant? Do I listen to Gary? And at that moment, even if you got to figure out which strategy, you're immobilized. And at that moment, you will look lazy to yourself and others. Mm. So what I do is I pick one guy and I go with him. Like, I don't even care if it's the right guy. Because I can make the wrong information. If I'm stable about the wrong information, I can make that work. Mm. Have you ever acted your way into a hole? I mean, because you, you just make decisions. You ever made one too quick and it's like, oh, that was the wrong one. More oh, often God. than not, dude, I, you know, those, those my, my instincts are right. Mm. And if they're not, at least I have the skill set to reverse quickly gotcha. because if you take a long time to make a decision you're going to take a long time to unwind one say that one say if you time. take a long time to make a bad decision yeah you're going to take a long time to unwind it yeah right if i make a bad decision quickly i bought a truck i'm make, making this up boom i can buy that truck i've made a decision quickly to buy it i can also make a decision quickly to get rid of it mm. i bought a cullinan uh um uh, uh, Rolls-Royce Cullinan is $446,000. I bought it before my growth conference. I bought it in the afternoon. Like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to put it on stage. I got it. I'm like, this is stupid. Half a million dollars for a fucking truck is stupid. I sold it the next day. So I bought it, sold it, boom. I wrote it off, though. Right, right. I wrote it off because it was at my conference. So, so I'm just saying, like, if you get used to taking a lot of time to make decisions... If how you buy things is how you're going to sell things mm. and how you make decisions is how your organization is going to make decisions. Wow. When did you make the decision to do like this 10X? Where's this 10X thing come from? 10X, 10X came from 2008 when the economy got crushed. I, I was in a completely different financial situation. And where were you? I was in Los Angeles. I lived in Lionel Richie's house and dude, I had it made. Like mm. I was living the life. You know, Dre was my neighbor. Uh, Leo DiCaprio was next door. Mm. I'm, I'm dropping names down. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm bragging. And uh, throw it here, Johnny. And, uh, and so um, 
when 2008 happened, I had three companies. The first two got crushed and the third one was just frozen. It was a real estate company and I couldn't do anything. And my hands were tied. I was like, I was like, I went from being free to trapped. Mm. And I said, I'll never, I got to figure out what I did wrong. And rather than spending time blaming the mortgage, uh, you know, the mortgage crisis and the banks gave bad loans to people and trying to figure out, was it the Clintons or the Bushes that did this to me or whatever the political agenda was? I said, hey, what did I do wrong? This has always got me out of trouble. What did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. Not what did you do to me? What did I do? How did I do this to me? So I don't repeat it again. And um, I started, I sat down and started writing. I'm like, if I was 10x bigger, and that's that would the, if I was 10 times bigger right now, I would have half a billion dollars worth of debt. $551 million. But I only have $51 million worth of debt. That's what I had in 2008. If I had, because the bank called me and said, we need the whole 51 million. <laughs> or we're going to seize your property. Right. I'm like, dude, I, nobody's got 50 million right, right now. The, the world's coming to an end. Had I owed a half a billion dollars, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have treated me like that. They'd have called me and said, how can we help you, Mr. Cardone? Want to be sure everything's all right. So I, I went and told my wife, I said, I'm going to write a book called The 10X Rule. And she's like, what's the 10X Rule? The 10X Rule basically is I'm going to have a half a billion dollars worth of debt the next time, and the bank will be my friend. When COVID happened, I owed $1.4 billion to the banks. That was really? 12 years ago. That's 30 times what I owed, 30X. The day COVID happened, the economy shut down, the world started going crazy, dude. The, 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 the government started saying mortgage moratorium, uh, eviction moratoriums. Like I had six banks call me in one day, Mr. Cardone, we'd like to come to your office, see how we can work, help you work through this. Mm. Get big, baby. Okay. Big. It's the 10X like rule, man. Make sure the 10X rule says go big or go home. No, go bigger. Go bigger. <laughs> Never go home, man. There ain't nothing at home. Go bigger, go ain't bigger. Ain't nothing at home. Man, yeah. Oh my gosh, you are a beast. Yeah, thank you. How old are you? 62. I'll be 63 when your daughter gets born and $10,000 lighter. <laughs> man, that is amazing, man. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just like talking to your staff before I got here and they... Both, they all truly love you. Yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? Like, thank even you. in the time where, you know, you had to make the cuts, um, you know, Jonathan was telling me, like, yo, Grant lost money, too. Like, he had to take a cut as well. Yeah. And that was a conversation me and Bees were having before we got here. And uh, I was like, yo, what would I do in that scenario? I said, man, I I need to, I need to man up. Yeah. I need to man up. And I need to, like, really go at it. Before I asked you a clubhouse, I should have just pulled up here and said, hey, Grant needs, <laughs> I need this interview with yeah. Grant. Like you, this uh, this interview really changed how I'm gonna approach life. Good man, I, need I, to step I hope it up. so. Everybody needs to step it up. Everybody yeah. can do more, you know. Yeah. And you don't know what you can do until you see other people doing big stuff. And yeah. and and that's why today, like we started this talking about, in the past I'd look up to people want to pull them down. Now I'm like, wow, dude, that's an inspiration. Yeah. And I look for people like all the way back to Jesus is an inspiration to me. Like, he left his town. Yeah. You know. I've used that Jesus analogy, him leaving Bethlehem. Did he leave Bethlehem or Nazareth? Nazareth and went to Bethlehem. Some, something, right? So I'm like, you know what? Nobody would know him if he didn't leave home. I've, I've moved from Lake Charles to Houston, Houston to San Diego, San Diego to LA, LA to Miami. I might move again. Every move's been good for me. Mm. So you got to leave your home. You got to leave your comfort. You know, you got to walk the path and you got to get a team. Yeah. 
you need you can't do anything great by yourself. Yeah. And uh and, and I truly believe all of us, no matter where you are today, you can do everybody can do 10 times more than you think you can. And before you get to 10x, you'll end up changing the goal to 10 times more. Mm. Do you guys feel the pressure, the heat? Do you feel the 10x? Like you can't you can't just sit here and just not work. Well, they quit if they they, they, they would never just do that. They would quit first. They leave. <laughs> You know, it, yeah. it, 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 we, we, we've had a lot of people come and go here. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, I, I know you got to go, man, because you have like this, this internal timer. You, you got to let him have that pillow when he leaves. Yo, it. I it love this pillow. Do, it makes me feel that? so comfortable. No, no, you're taking it with you, man. You're taking it oh with you. Oh my gosh, good. I feel so good. Yeah, yeah, it looks good on you too, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 you have like this internal timer. I can see it's like, it's clicking. You always know have you have something to do. Right. I'm with you right Do now, you though. Like, like I'm not really thinking about. Like, I know I have, I have another thing to go to, but I'm like, it's gonna be fine. Like, once I drop into something, I'm like there, and that no, nothing else is happening for me. Everything else will get handled, and or it won't. Yeah. So if somebody on that <laughs> other end is upset because I didn't show up, you know, no, no one thing blows any opportunity. There's yeah. nothing, no one thing I can do that will mess up an opportunity that's meant to be for me. Wow. Wow. And I could always go fix it and say, "Hey, sorry, something red, help, you know, went long." And 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 if that blows that, that wasn't that that wasn't going to happen with me. Yeah, yeah. You, you you kind of alluded to like your 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 belief system, your spirituality. What is that belief? Really? I mean, like just you know, can you uh, put it in the words. Yeah, I believe that I'm a spiritual being, and you know, and 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 I'm in a body, and and but 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 I'm not a body. I'm not a brain. I'm not a piece of meat. I'm not bones. I'm not five eight. I'm not 170 pounds. You know, I'm 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 beyond time and and energy and measurable units. So I'm not I'm not really Grant. That's my name that was given to my given to me. Mm. The these things that I've done, the cars that I drive, it's just stuff like the 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 undercover billionaire was extremely spiritually liberating adventure for me. Really? How so? Because I lost everything. I didn't have my money, didn't have the rolls, didn't have the G63, didn't have the Gulfstream, didn't have my name, dude, didn't have my social media, you know, didn't have my hair, didn't have my, my, my goodies, you know, I didn't have 150 people on my team, I didn't have, it was me. And I'm like, damn, dude, like, I don't need anything. Yeah. I'm in a new environment where nobody knows me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And like, it was so empowering because I'm like, I am truly like, I am capable of taking care of myself without money, without credit cards, with just communication, you mm. know? I think even in success, some people will luck up, right? I mean, the right way They don't know. Right they don't know. I 100% I agree with what you're saying. They, but they, like and that, they wonder, can I do it again? Yeah. There's that doubt. Could I do it again? And, you know, when the, when Discovery went to help me out a little bit, like, because they're producing a show, yeah. like, let's keep it real. It's, I'm like, I don't want your help. And they're like, no, no, we got a, we got a meeting for you with so-and-so. I don't want it. Because for you, this ain't about a show. Throw it in the trash. I don't want it. 
And they're like, well, no, they, it's going to be good TV. I cannot take your help. And they're like, why? We're trying to help you. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Once I take your help, I can't help me. Once you help me, then I become reliant on your help. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and say, can you help me? Three days from now, I'm going to be like, hey, why aren't you helping me? Like, like I, become, I become disabled. And I said, for 90 days, I need you to stay out of my way. Not one of you, the 20 of you combined, has ever built a $10 million business. You know, the way I see this is I'm the only one that's ever done this. So I don't want your help. <laughs> I, I, stay out of this. Yeah. Get your little camera and do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and real quick, how did you, what's your, what's your personal development routine, man? I mean, do you have mentors? Do you have, do you read a lot? Do you, your environment, what would you attribute to this you know, look, look, you know, 95, I've said this before, uh, I'm a Scientologist. I've been studying Scientology for 16 years. What is that? Scientology is, I don't uh, really got into it. It, it, Scientology is, it's, it's a religion that's not about a dogma, mm-hmm. but it's about you getting clear of the, your disabilities. It's basically a stripping away of disabilities, believing that if, if you take away all my disabilities, all my negativity, all my self-sabotaging, behaviors, what am I left with? Hmm. I'm left with all the good. Yeah. I'm left with good decision-making, no chaos, no conflict, no sabotaging behavior. I just start making good decisions over and over. And it doesn't mean I'm not human. I'm still having a human experience, but I'm not enamored with uh, being tricked by bad people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very fundamental. It's not, it's not religious like Baptist, Catholic, mm-hmm. um, um, Jewish or Muslim right. as to believe to a specific God. Any of those four religions could be Scientology as well. It's knowing how to know how to pick the right people, how to be in a marriage, how to, how to control matter. Money is matter. Mm. A plane is matter. A building is matter. How do you organize things? How do you manage and create time? Not just be a slave of time. Mm. So like, I don't like, I create a lot of time in my day. It would look like I I actually produce time. And so it's really how to get on the cause end of the game rather than the effect game uh, end of the game. Oh, I like that. It's very powerful. Man. And in 95%, I, I've said it before many times, like I, and I know the tabloids and the media and CNN destroy, uh, destroy it. But I've, I've been hanging out with, with that religion for 16 years. It's been unbelievable for me, my marriage, my kids. I mean, look at my kids. My kids are freaking stars. Dude. <laughs> and um, how old are your children? There are 11 and nine. Which one's going to be the little grant? Which one do you see yourself in? Like, the you know, I don't know, man. They're both like, they're both little, they're both little crazies. Like, like <laughs> Sabrina, Sabrina is probably more like me than Scarlett. Scarlett's mm-hmm. much more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And they're both sensitive, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they start putting on personas. But, you know, they, they've both spoken to 34,000 people and mm-hmm. wrote their own speeches and, standing ovations like they're 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 amazing little individuals not not because of us either my mom, my wife's done a great job with them um but they they do their own work they're homeschooled they're not in the educational system which i think is an advantage right 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 you know right, for sure so um but i think sabrina's got some interest in running everything 
Who knows? Hopefully they don't turn 15 and and go bad like I did. Right, 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 right. Well, man, Grant, thank you so much, man. Um, I really appreciate it. Not the cameras or the audience. Me personally, I've grown so much from this interview, man, and I know other people have too, man. So um, uh, I I do, I got to end off with uh, my favorite question. I like to make predictions on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, where you see yourself or what you see yourself doing in the next five to 10 years so that I can look back at this and say, yo, he said it. I got it on camera. He said he's going to do this five years ago. Man, shit, what am I going to do? So let me see. Let me make a prediction. I'll get to $20 billion worth of real estate. Where are you at now? 2.3. 10X. So I'll probably go public in some form. It could be a SPAC or it could be a Wall Street thing. Um, I won't have any more kids, but I'll help a lot of kids. Mm. What's the vision on that? What do you mean? Uh, we, I, I started a foundation called Grant Cardone Foundation that s- helps kids that don't have dads. Mm. Um, I would love, like one of the most exciting things to me is solve this diversity issue between whites and blacks and mm. this big gap we have, the wealth gap. I'd love to solve that issue. Like I, you know, I'd like to be the guy that I want to use entertainment and education and just like kind of erase the line between the two. Really, really uh, entertainment and, and business and also white and black. Like I, I, I want to, you know, I, on Clubhouse, like I go into to rooms that are predominantly black. For sure. And 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 because I, I love people. And, and I, 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 you know, between me and you, I get bored with white people. <laughs> They're boring, man. Same old bullshit, man. Like, same issues. Like, like, like I want to hear some new stories. I like the raw. I like the street. I like the lyrics. I like the language. You know, I like, you know, the, the amount of creativity in the black community is just compared to white people. Mm. It is like, like off the charts <laughs> i mean it is like yeah. like you know i don't just say that to say that like it is just the languaging and and uh, all the music i listen to is black music and mm. and um so you know what what am i gonna do i don't know man i hope i do something big though i don't want to disappoint myself yeah for sure for you sure. know and and, I, and I, I, I because i know that you are when that when you go public i just need to how do I get on the list? I just need to be. Just be in there, man. Be in there. Get get invested in Cardone Capital. Like, Absolutely. Like we sent, one of the things I'm most proud of is last year we sent $30 million out to our investors. Mm-hmm. Every month I write a check for $2.5 million and we send it out to families mm-hmm. through, throughout the world that wow. invest with me at Cardone Capital. So we make a lot of money here where people pay us, but the money I'm most proud of is the money I send out. I love it. I love to help with your nonprofit. I have a nonprofit called the Entrepreneurship Foundation. I just love to teach kids entrepreneurship. Dude, we we ought to put them together, man. Let me see how my my foundation can help your foundation. Absolutely. Let's figure that out. Okay, let's do it. Thank you so much. Hey, come on, man. Appreciate you, okay? Appreciate you doing this. I'm so glad I said yes to you. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you. Leave leave us with a word of wisdom, man. There's somebody in there in a bad situation, and um, they're motivated now. What would you tell them? Look, if you don't have money, and you don't have credit and you're down and out and it's tough, just remember this. As long as you got courage, creativity, and commitment, you can you can be broke, but you'll never be broken. 
I love it. We can't close it out no better than that, man. Do me a favor. Go get you some social proof, meaning go build something and just do me a favor. Identify how you did it, then go back to your community and teach others how you did it. So we're out of here. Go follow Grant. Peace. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm a let Yeah, I'm a let Yeah, I'm a let For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.